Well, good evening, everybody. It's good to see y'all here. Tonight's episode, Bring It On. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to bring it on tonight, and we're going to continue to bring it on on Echoes at 8. And I think Scott's probably going to keep it going at 9. And then we've got the Conley up at 1030, all in Eastern Time. Um, because like I said, and have said before, all these time zones are so messed up now because we went back to our fall time and people like in Arizona didn't change. So I'm all confused on all the times, but I'm glad to have you here. Um, tonight we're going to bounce around just a little bit because it's just, it's one of those nights I've been praying to father and and trying to figure out what he wanted us to talk about tonight. And I wasn't actually planning on being able to have a show. I thought my daughter had a performance tonight, but it's tomorrow. So it's definitely glad to be able to have this show and be with everybody here. We definitely got the bards locked, locked down, right? We're going to take over Podbean. That's going to be awesome. So what I was wanting to start with tonight... Um, Scott, man, he really brought the fire last night on Bards FM and then continued with Fishers of Men. And I tell you, like the show that he did, the letter about um, what President Trump should have said at the the Nothing Burger speech, um, it was, you know, it, it was really truthful. It was well written. And it was just something that should have been said, but unfortunately wasn't. And so, you know, I wanted to touch on that just a little bit, you know, because it it was epic. It was very good. And it's what a lot of our politicians are lacking. And they really need to start bringing God first and being Christ focused on um, Monday, no, Tuesday on uh, Sisters of Scriptures. We also talked about some of the stuff with the transitioning and what they're doing to our children. And I'm going to go into a little bit of that as well. But to start with, um, it was really, you know, when him talking about the politicians and, and the groundwork that needs to be done, I sent him a message earlier because I saw a thing with, on um, Twitter it was, and it was one of the people that have been very, very well spoken and getting out doing some grass work and getting people out to vote and registering voters and now the what I saw on Twitter was very discouraging it it said that you know um, I'm gonna read this exactly because I don't want to put words into his mouth but it was Scotty Pressler and he says I'm an expert voter registration harvester. Now I'm going to become an expert ballot harvester. Fight fire with a blowtorch. Well, we're better than that. You know, so many of us, although we've had those, maybe had those thoughts. Some have, some haven't. I'm not going to say everyone has. We don't stoop to their levels. I mean, that's just as bad as us going up and sniffing people's hair like stupid Biden does. So we can't, we can't do that. We've got to, instead of fighting fire with a blowtorch. Yeah, fight it with a blowtorch, but don't stoop to their levels and reduce ourselves and cause ourselves to sin because they're doing wrong. We would be no better than them. Like Scott said, we'd be no better than them if we go into to doing the the ballot harvesting 
that's that's craziness you know i mean yeah we could get some wins that way but is that how we want to win yes the system is broken it's flawed and although states have made some changes until it gets back to paper and even then on paper it's still I think because there's so much early voting, I think the early voting needs to be stopped. Our service members are the only ones that should be allowed to early vote. And it happens so much. I saw it in nursing homes, you know, um, in nursing homes, of course, those people aren't able to get out. So they have the CNAs or the nurses that go through and they will help them fill out their ballots. Well, that's just as bad as these ballot harvesters, you know, I mean, they can put, especially when you've got someone that if they have Alzheimer's or dementia or, you know, some of them that can't even talk, then they're definitely sitting there and, and the people are voting for them. So the system is, is so broken and so flawed that you know, there's, there is fraud. Mike, Mike Lindell said it very well. He said, you know, there's fraud in all 50 states. And there is. There's, you know, there's been times to where in the 2020 election, my daughter, they were going to let her vote, even though it was the same area, sort of. The precincts were different. They were going to let her vote where she wasn't supposed to vote at. And though it wouldn't have mattered really for the local election so much. It made a difference. Um, you know, it's still fraud. Regardless, if you're voting at the wrong precinct and they're letting this happen in a small red town, I know, I know what's got to be going on in these larger towns. And it's it's very disgusting. And that's why we definitely need to be getting out there and talking with our neighbors and getting to know our neighbors with the county by county effort and, and being informed. I'm going to do a show after Thanksgiving on how, what the different offices do as far as like the county councilmen and the local government all the way up, because we've got to start this from the ground up and work from the bottom back up to the top, because we're not going to make large changes trying to start at the top, especially like with Trump trying to win, uh, run again in 2024, if he does. What's going to change? You know, he was the sitting president in 2020. He had the most votes in history of any sitting president, yet he still lost. So how do they expect and how does he expect to win honestly when they stole it before and it's not been fixed? We saw it again in 2022, more, more theft. So it's time for us to bring everything that we've got and really get out there. If you can't go door to door, Make some phone calls. Learn who your Congress people are. Learn who your councilmen are. I know um, some are like parishes and some have, oh gosh, it's a, um, a type of policing. It was weird. I'd never heard of it. It's in Louisiana, but it was a um, type of policing. And I'm giving you kind of a little, I guess, a teaser, so to speak, for after Thanksgiving. But they have what's called a police jury. They have a legislative and executive government, but that are elected by the voters. The members are called jurors, and those people elect a president as chairman. And so that it's kind of weird. 
Um, Kathy, you said wards. I'm not sure. Are you talking about like just the different areas or like with the parishes? Because this one was just pertaining to um, Louisiana only. 38 of their 64 counties are actually listed as a police jury. Like some states have, Kentucky has a fiscal court. Um, and they also do have some of the elected commissioners as well. Um, some states have the county commission or board of county commissioners. My state has county council. Um, others have, you know, different things. I did find out, and it's unfortunate that Sean, uh, MA Patriot, is not on tonight because uh, the county government was abolished in Connecticut and most of Massachusetts. So, Oh, okay. Sorry, Kathy. Um, so yeah, most of them have abolished it and New England actually has the weakest county government in the nation. Vermont, they don't even have county government. Their counties is just a rep is a mean of redistribution of the state funds. So there's all kinds of lack of accountability. There's a lack of clarity and it's not transparent for the voters and a lot of people don't even realize i didn't realize a lot of this and so we've got to step up and instead of you know just talking the talk and i know a lot of us have been msm liars he's been very active not only in the bards telegram rooms for county by county but he's been in the worldwide um Freedom Rally. I think they changed the name now, but we've been posting it. He's posted it a lot um, to where we're converting and trying to move the people over from Telegram on into those rooms. So that way we can combine that a little bit better and get it more organized so people can really connect with others in their state to make a big difference. Um, it's something that's a very good movement and very from what I've seen, they've been really doing a lot of, it's Worldwide USA, they've been doing a lot of good, good things. And so I think that that's something, and we'll go ahead and get that reshared here in a little bit. Um, John, MSM Liars, if you can, if you've got the link handy for the main group, would you share that please in here and then pop it in Telegram? I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Because um, we've got to get people really active, not just on the internet, not on just on social media, but we've got to get everyone active from the ground up and really make a difference. So I want to, um, on one of the episodes after Thanksgiving, it'll probably be a week from Thanksgiving. I'm going to be discussing, um, the different governments on the states, different levels, um, I did find out a little bit for our, our viewers and listeners that are in the UK, and I'm trying to learn the Canadian system. I know most of them know it, but there's some that don't, and we've got listeners all over. I noticed I had a someone even from Greece, which was, I was like, wow, we've got a viewer from our listener from Greece. Cool. But we've, we've got to start making more action, and the more that we get to know other people and meet other people, that's where we're going to be able, like Scott was help, talking about helping others out. Um, if everybody would like to, I think it would be great if there's people that have extra talents, like being, I know we've got some people that crochet or sew or 
just different things. You know, if you make something and you want to donate it for, um, you know, for some children or to send out some gifts or something like that, then please let me know. And I thought about if we could get some of the families that may not have um, hardly anything to be able to buy Christmas, instead of going out and buying, maybe we can donate items over to them. And I'll put something up, I guess, in Knickknacks. It's um, Nikki's Knacks on Telegram. So that way we can try to get these families taken care of that may be missing, um, you know, not have enough. I know Christmas is not what it truly is supposed to be. And it's become very pagan. But we really need to, you know, it's something that's a tradition for most people. And it lightens the spirit. It's it brings joy, even if it may be incorrect. There's so much bad that we're seeing anyway that we need to bring joy and spread that joy and that positive. Because like Scott said, one little small spark can really, really, really change a person and their family and their whole perspective. So that's something that I want to, you know, I felt called to to do. It was just kind of not last minute, but something I had thought about after I was hearing this episode. And I really felt like God wanted me to do that. So we, you know, if, if people know of anybody that's in need, then, you know, you don't have to post it in there. If you don't want to, you could send me a DM on Telegram, or if you want to post it in knickknacks, that's fine. Um, but we need to be helping each other out because that's what it's about. That's what this family and this community does for one another. And, I will definitely jump on board to help with that as well. I'm not a great crocheter. Uh, I'm learning, but there's some things that I can, you know, make and, and do fast and, and that we can do that would be inexpensive. Try to think about things that aren't heavy because shipping wouldn't be as much. Um, homemade foods are great, but canned stuff is just too weighted, too heavy. So it's, it's difficult to try to, you know, ask somebody to mail something that's going to cost them. I don't want y'all to have to come out of your pocket with $20 to ship something. That's, that's crazy. But if we could do some light stuff, um, lightweight stuff that we could ship out and, and get, or maybe, you know, just send something, homemade gifts are better anyway. I love homemade gifts. And I think it's, it comes from the heart and it means a lot. And I've seen a lot of different, like with a crochet and like different animal things you can make and figurines kind of, excuse me, figurine type stuff. So I think it'd be wonderful if we could, you know, come together and do that as well. Um, if you can't please, if you don't have the funds, don't, you know, don't feel obligated and don't feel bad. You know, this is just something that I thought about and, you know, something that we can try to do, but I don't want anyone to to go out of their way or to go without to be able to do something like this, because that's, that kind of takes away from the whole purpose. And if you have anything that you're needing food wise, or if you, you know, need a blanket or something like that, reach out. Cause we definitely want to be able to help our family. And because that's just, that's what families do. We help one another out of love and, and out of a calling for God. Now on to the hard topic guys. Um, so I was doing some research the other day on Tuesday. I prayed to God and I asked Father if if he would guide me on what he was wanting us to discuss at Bible study on Sister of Scripture because we had finished up the book of Romans last Tuesday. And then Thursday, 
I wasn't quite sure where to go. So we kind of went where Father guided. So this Tuesday, I was I was asking him, I said, Father, lead me. Tell me where you want me to go. What message you want me to say? And I usually go through the Christian news just to see what's going on and, and find out what's happening in, in the religious world. And so I had found a 12, uh, well, she's 18 years old now. Her name is Chloe Cole. She's on Twitter. She's got a couple websites, uh, libertycenter.org and dtransunited.com. I'll post those in here in just a second. Um, but she had, at 12 years old, she started going through surgeries to transition and um, become a male. She said that she felt like she was a male, and so that's what she was trying to do. And then she um, actually went through and... At 15, I said it wrong the other day, but at 15 years old, she had a double mastectomy. She regretted the double mastectomy. And the um, doctors had told her parents, would you rather have a dead daughter or a a live son? And really kind of pressured them. The family trusted them because they didn't, you know, they didn't know. And, you know, just like before 2020 and the COVID pandemic with these shots, if so many people didn't realize with the vaccines to be able to wake others up, then they would be, you know, following right along with it. And that's wrong. So the family trusted them. She's actually suing um, the court for medical malpractice, the doctors. There's three doctors that she's suing for medical malpractice in California. She's not able to breastfeed anymore because she had the the um, double mastectomy. They put her on puberty blockers first. So now she doesn't even know if she's going to be able to conceive children naturally. She's going through the detransitioning process and she's really been a very big advocate. She actually come out and slammed Joe Biden the other day, which was hilarious. Um, if there's any kind of hilarity out of it and said, you know, he's just trying to find this quote here. Medicaid had covered the surgery, and um, but now she's going to have to pay out of pocket to reverse it. And that's the thing is that Medicaid, you know, low-income families get Medicaid. And then, you know, of course, they're going to push, the doctors are going to push all kinds of other different surgeries. And she says, you know, these surgeries are experimental at best. If they performed an on, they performed, or yeah, they, if they are performed on a patient and the experiment fails, the insurance company should have to pay for the consequences, which they don't. And she's facing the battle all the way up to the White, uh, White House. She said the whole process of transitioning kids while they're still developing, people are going to wake up and realize it's wrong and it's happening all over. And it needs to stop. I really think it's inevitable. That's one of her quotes. But she said that Joe Biden was just basically an old man that's can't even remember what he's doing. Um, there was a post in the New York Post about, or an article in the New York Post about it. And it, it's true, you know, Joe Biden and a lot of the leftists are sitting there at, and trying to go and be popular and go with what's trending. Well, I found out through this that there is a lot of people that are detransitioning, which is wonderful. I've been praying on this for a lot and and wondering about it. 
I found another girl and it was odd that in London they have stricter laws. Her name was Kiara Bell. She was born to an interracial to interracial parents. Her mom was a white English woman. Her dad, a black American, um, he was in the United States Air Force when they met over in in Europe. And they divorced when she was five years old. The mother was on welfare. She descended into alcoholism and mental illness. While her dad did stay in England, he was um, emotionally distant from her and her youngest sister. She said that she was the classical tomboy, and that was actually the healthiest part of her life when she was a tomboy. She liked to get outside and, and play and, and enjoy things. She lived, out, uh, lived in Letchworth, an hour outside of London. But when puberty hit at 12 years old, she, um, of course, she started maturing, getting her breasts in, and started having really bad periods and said she could no longer pass as being one of the boys. She couldn't bring home her friends, you know, what friends she did have because of her mom's alcoholism. So then she started feeling alienated and solitary, especially with them moving school, moving a lot. She changed schools a lot. At 14 years old, she started having severe depression, quit going to school, and she wouldn't go outside, and she basically just gave up. She said she stayed in her room, played video games, she got lost in her favorite music, and was surfing the internet. Well, what happens, you know, when kids get in a depressed state, and, I mean, they're already going through hormonal issues as it is because their bodies are changing, and they're not quite sure what to do with it. And so she was, you know, lost online and seeking whoever she could find and trying to just connect with someone. She said she became attracted to girls. And my thought on that was, is that she was really longing for her mother and the love of what she was supposed to, to have. She started to see in a psychologist um, through the National Health Service or NHS. At 15 years old, they referred her over to Tavistock and Portman Clinic in London with a diagnosis of gender dysphoria. And I thought it was interesting, um, the Tavistock, especially after the Travis Scott, I think it was Travis Scott's concert where all the people died and, or not all, but a lot of the people died and it was very satanic. I think that was Travis Scott. I'm not certain though. Um... But so they were, they were, and they were doing it on 43 out of 44 patients that they had, they were doing the gender reassignment surgeries and putting them on these puberty blockers. These puberty blockers, they cause, and like I discussed on Tuesday, they, a lot of times they'll use what's called Lupron, L-U-P-R-O-N. Lupron is something that they give to chemically castrate men. Um, men that have been convicted of sex offenders or rapists. Um, I actually had to be put on Lupron a while back for, I uh, had really bad endometriosis and had the lesions that kept popping up. So at that time, that's what I tried. You get the, these injections once a month and they are awful. Or it was once every, yeah, once a month. They're awful. She said that it caused her to go into a menopause type state, that she felt like an old woman. She was having hot flashes, night sweats, a brain fog. The brain fog caused her to have issues thinking clearly. 
which, you know, go figure. Then they're wanting her to, you know, try to be an adult and make a decision to go through the transitions part. At 17 years old, they started her on testosterone shots. Because and then she was glad to take it because she wanted to feel young again and not like an older person or an old lady. That's what she said. And she got kicked out of her dad's house at that time and was living in a youth hostel. At 20 years old, she had a double mastectomy. Five years later in her life than what Chloe Cole had, which was really shocking that in one of the, the mightiest nations in the world, we don't have more protections in place for our children. London had better protections, and it's good that they do, but, I mean, even the system still failed them because the human brain does not fully develop until age 21, which I think the age needs to be raised for children to be considered adults to 21 years old, because that's when the human brain is fully developed, and you're still going through all kinds of things until that point. I know myself, as a teen... Oh, man, I I changed my mind more than I changed my clothes and my socks and my underwear. So it's like they don't know what they want. And I mean, how many times I can't think of how many times is I might have said I hate you to my mother. I didn't mean it. But, you know, kids stay say stupid stuff at young ages. And just like, you know, you break up with a boyfriend or get broken up with, you feel like your heart's broken, and you're never going to live, and you'll never meet anybody, and I mean, the next day, your boyfriend, girlfriend with somebody else, I mean, it's like, everything then seems like it's, it's got to be instant, and it's got to be right then, and they don't understand that there's consequences to these types of actions. The brain's just not fully matured at that time. So she um, she had the double mastectomy at 20, and she said the further that she went into transitioning, the more I realized that I wasn't a man and never would be. I recognized that the gender dysphoria was a symptom of my overall misery, not its cause. Five years after beginning the medical transition, she began to detransition, and she said it was really awful because she could not cry because of the high dose of testosterone. And that caused her to not be able to release those emotions that she had. And it was so sad. I mean, I, I sat there and I was just horrified um, because she said the first one of the first signs that she could tell she was becoming herself again was when she could cry. It, it's, it's, it's awful. Last December, she did win a unanimous verdict. Uh, she went up to there was three. Um, I guess it was the Supreme Court judges that took the case. And usually those cases don't even make it. But the judges took the case against Tavistock. The judges ruled in her favor. It was unanimous for lack of evidence to put children as young as 10 years old on drugs to block puberty. From 2009 to 2010, there were 77 children referred to a gender um, identity development service or GIDS. 52% of those were boys. By 2015, that had went up. The judges even recommended, although they could not force this to happen, but they recommended to the doctors that were sued in this, 
that they needed a court order for treat before beginning treatment for those aged 16 to 17, which is good because there's a lot of issues. And even NHS, which had changed their tone, that's that National Health Service, they changed their tone and actually said there's little known about the long-term side effects of those puberty blockers, not to mention the fertility loss and you know the facial hair if you're going from a female to a male your body structure changes there's a lot but most of these children are are children they're they're mixed up and confused because they're not getting something at home they're missing and lacking the love most of the kids who seek help they suffer from sexual abuse parental abandonment homophobia in the family or school which there's, you know, homophobia. I, I, homo, homosexuality is a sin. Gayness is a sin. And though we can't hate people that are, we do try to help them and lead them to God and to Christ. You know, especially when it's children, they don't even know exactly what they're doing at that time. And so, like myself, I was a tomboy, but that doesn't mean I wanted to be a boy. I liked being a female. Being a female was, um, you know, even though I was a tomboy, that's how God made me. And I was fine with that. It was one of those things to where, you know, I enjoyed sports and I was, was friends more with males than I was females, not because of an attraction or anything. But because that's where I felt comfortable. I was raised, you know, I had an older brother. And so that's who I was close to. And I like being athletic. You know, girls were supposed to be, you know, dainty and play with dolls. And all I wanted to do was rip the doll's head off. Yes, Tan, girls can be drama, 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 especially at those ages, you know, I, st I had a best friend that was a female and I still have a best friend that's a female. And I have a lot of female friends because these friends, you know, like you and a lot of you here, you know, we were adults now and we're Christians and we realize, even though, you know, there's still drama, I'm not going to say there's not still drama. Some of the times I'm the one causing the drama. Some of the times I'm the one pulled into the drama, but it's, it's different, you know? But um, some of the other kids were either suffering from depression, anxiety, ADHD. And one of the things that really stuck out to me, <laughs> yes, I did, insidious. I, yeah, I was one of those that wore dress and hang upside down in the trees. And I'd climb the trees. I got stuck in one once. Um, but autism spectrum, that was one of the things that were seen a lot with these children coming in who were seeking help for so-called gender dysphoria. Um, a Dr. Christopher Gilbert, he was one of the um, physicians and professors that was actually there on the case with her and presented evidence um, for her on this case for Kira Bell. He's a professor of child and adolescent psychiatry at Gothenburg university in sweden and he's also an autism specialist he's been doing um working with children for 45 years that are on the autistic spectrum which i didn't even realize that autism had been around for 45 years i thought that was odd but 
he said at that time it was rare um, for patients when he first started, it was rare for patients to have what they consider now as a gender dysphoria that were autistic. But uh, the numbers in 2013 loaded in most girls and a lot of experiment on our children and adolescents. And it, it really is. And that's exactly what they were doing here with us and, and with our soldiers and with many, many people with the COVID vaccine. And now they have this um the pneumonia 20, I forgot what the name of it is, Prev, Previd 20, Prevnar 20. Um, and my husband and I were talking about it at lunch that they always, they create the problem because they already have the solution or so-called solution. They were, they're doing this and it's similar to what they did in the 1900s with the Spanish flu. They put the mask on people. People got pneumonia because they're breathing in the same uh, germs. They're not doing the correct oxygen and carbon dioxide exchange out of the body. So they're breathing that back in. If they have any kind of germs or, or illness, sicknesses in their body, they're going to rebreathe that in. So they're just not able to get well. And then they wind up getting that in their lungs, especially with, and I'm going to pick on the people that, that vape because. I've done the vaping. I am a smoker. I know that's a habit I've got to work on between me and God. But you're putting water vapor into your lungs, just like with this, the mask. You know, if you think about it, especially if you're, I saw even my daughter and, and I got so mad when she, but she did indoor drum line percussion. It was competition. And so she didn't want to give that up. And I let her still go. I let her still participate. Music is her career. And I was not able to offer her a musical program at home. The um, tutor that she had that did her lessons weekly, he was moving and stopping the lessons. So I couldn't do that. And I felt trapped in a way, um, though I could have made the decision, pulled her out of it. And it wasn't that I was being weak and not. It was that I was still maintaining a close watch on it, but she still, you know, I watched her even as an athletic teenager with that mask on. I saw the mask visibly go in her mouth where it was sucked in and back out. Well, if you think about all the athletes that are doing that and all the other children and, and even the adults, especially the adults and the elderly, they're already, the elderly are high risk for pneumonia anyway. And they're sitting there constantly breathing that in, you know, there's some kind of vapor that's going to get created. And then that's going to go right back into their lungs. And it's going to sit there, especially if they can't move much and can't get out. They had people, you know, in the house, in their own house that either were alone or there's one other person that they put mask on. I'm just like, yeah, look, this is craziness, you know, and I know y'all, many of y'all saw it on the news or saw it somewhere either in one of the times before you got kicked off of whatever social media platform you got censored from or or somewhere you saw where people you know were wearing the mask and even in the cars that was that was the funniest thing some cars are walking down the street and you see somebody with a mask on and it's like why why are y'all doing this guys so now they've come out with this Prevnar 20 and wanting people, you know, to take that. It's a pneumococcal 
vaccine. And I'm just like, oh, goodness. And my husband made the joke, said, oh, 1920, because COVID-19 and now this R20. So it was really um, something of astonishment to me. You know, people are slowly starting to wake up, but not completely. And that's what's what's really sad is when you see people that have vaccinated their children or, you know, I've got a friend of mine, Nancy, um, not the same Nancy that's on here, but she's in her 70s, perfectly healthy, not on any medication. After she got her second shot, she had to get put on life support in the hospital because she had an enlarged heart and wasn't able to, her body wasn't functioning. She wasn't able to breathe right. There's babies, you know, as young as nine months and some younger that are dying that some, some practitioners would say, yes, it's from the shot. Some would say no. It just depends on, on myself and my own beliefs. I think it depends on who they're getting paid by. If they're getting paid by the government or if they run their own private practice. Usually the ones that run their own private practice um, aren't the ones pushing for these shots because they're able to dictate what they have to do. Doctors, um, a lot of physicians have what's called a standard of practice. And so they can't do the holistic care. They have to, you know, they're they're obligated, and it's a shame. They're obligated to to force these medicines, and then when they come out with this whole tra gender transitioning stuff, you know, we saw the stuff on uh, Vanderbilt. I saw there was a um, a hospital, Grace. I think it was Grace Loan Memorial. They were doing these uh, gender surgeries, and they're making so much money off of it. And that's why they're doing it. Me and MSM Liars was talking about that Monday. They are making so much money because there's so many follow-up visits that they have to have that they're, that's where they're making the money because people have become healthy and they're eating better. Although um, I found out today stevia can actually cause fertility issues with conception. So I don't know if y'all know about that. Um, D, our, our sister in Wales had shared it in the garden room, but um, stevia has had issues with fertility. And that's the um, artificial sugar alternative that people have been using for a little while. And they've they put it in a lot of the food snails. So, you know, not only we've got the depopulation with children and them trying to program these children, they're not showing on the news or mainstream media about the ones that are detransitioning, just trying to transition. So I think that we really need to start showing the kids, just like with MAGA, when Trump started, you know, Scott talked about it on the show yesterday about how it was amazing. The fact that president Trump at the drop of nothing could mention he's doing a rally here. And there were, you know, literally tons, tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people that would show up at those rallies. One, that does take a lot of time to, to get put together. And two, to have that kind of turnout last minute is huge. So when Trump did make the, the media show the crowd, people were able to see how many other people that were like them. Well, they've put all this stuff out on like Nickelodeon and Disney. And, you know, that's where a lot of the children 
what they had mind don't now, but that's what a lot of children had watched and listened to. And they're seeing people that they think are like them. And so they're like, oh, well, I feel odd. My hormones are, or, you know, they may not say hormones because at that age, they probably aren't quite sure, you know, at 12 years old, but they, they are confused because their body's changing and they're like, well, I must feel this way because I'm supposed to be a boy, even though I'm a girl or I'm supposed to be a girl, even though I'm a boy. And then you've got the circus and the white house, you know, the mental health expert is a man that's trying to be a woman. We've got the one guy that's like the press secretary's assistant. That's a flaming queer trans. Uh, I don't even know if you can call him a queer now. I think he's trying to start going into, into the drag stuff now. And even with the, the drag queen story hour stuff, you know, that's all satanic stuff. If you look at some of those, you could see where it looks like, you know, Baphomet. I've got a, um, a picture of one that seriously looks like they're mocking and mimicking Baphomet. And so we've got to, you know, along with the changing of the elections, we've got to change what our children are seeing and how they're perceiving it because they need to see where there's other people that regret it. Um, Anita had shared a wonderful video and I'll put it back in the family room and back in knickknacks where, you know, there was a girl that had regretted doing the um, gender transition. And so the more that we can get that out there, I think the more that we can start to help making a difference in, in the lives of these children to help save our children. It also made me think about how, and this is sad to say, but just like with uh, Hammer Time Pelosi, you know, they're going for the boys. And I think some of it is because the boys won't say anything or they feel ashamed, but also because they're just completely sick, twisted individuals. And so I think if we can keep them, our children, where they know they're supposed to be, if you're born a boy, you're a boy. Do the Wayne's pants check. If you got a Wayne, you're a boy. If you don't, you're a girl. Bam. Easy peasy. We've got to let them know, though, that it's not, you know, they may feel confused and a lot, you know, if they don't have parents that are involved, then we're going to have to get involved to help because there's too many of them out there and we can't let any of them be lost to any of this evil. My daughter's got a good friend um, that thankfully had just recently um, said that she was no longer trying to be a boy and was going to be a girl again, which was wonderful. Now, she didn't try to do the puberty blockers. She didn't try to do any kind of uh, transitioning or anything like that. She just kind of changed her name, shortened it from her regular name to a shorter name. But my husband has a, he has a cousin and I won't mention the name, but this guy, um, I just shared that video. It's a former transgender teen shares powerful story about going in and out of trans transgenderism. But he, uh, we thought it was a new year's joke or something that he lost. He started slowly, um, dressing as a, as a girl and he's married with children and 
gradually over time just continued and continued more and more like a girl. Then he turns around and sits there and says, well, he's able to get more opportunities as a person that's a painter. They do airbrush work on all kinds of stuff, bats, helmets, all sorts of stuff. They were able to make money and get more opportunities from being a transgender, so-called, than being a man. And I'm like, well, that's just one that's sick and twisted. And two, how can you live with yourself? And he's still with a woman. He, Him and his wife are divorced now, but he's still is still with a woman. So it's like he's not even gay. And it's just, it's insulting to women. And I'm glad and thankful that our state has stood up against um, any kind of the, like any of the transgender kids trying to play on the teams of the opposite sex, like a transgender male trying to play in a female sport, because a lot of women that have worked or females, girls, teens, women that have worked hard to get to this place where they're at in competition to have a man come in and men are built differently to have a man come in and just automatically, you know, win gold medals and get to the Olympics and, and things like that, it's it's insulting and it's wrong. So I just pray that, you know, I'm glad that our state has changed that. And if your state allows it, then you need to push for reform with that because it's it's got to change. Guys, I'm going to end just a little bit early tonight because um, Jennifer Renee's got her show Echoes on at 8 p.m. So coming up in about 13 minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and end with a prayer and then I'll play a little closing song. And so that way I can get this uploaded and be over there for her show on start time. Y'all go check it out. Um, it's echoes on Podbean. After that at eight, well, um, at her show's at eight at 9 PM will be Bards FM 1030. We've got the Conley. He's going to be filling in tonight for, um, Duncan, but it's on his channel not on um, Kilted Christian channel. I'll share that link. I don't think Jennifer Renee's got hers up. She doesn't usually pre-post hers. So um, I can't share her link, but Tam's got the link to the channel. I'm sure she'll drop in here in just a second if she hasn't disappeared. Here's the link for Conley's channel. Let me see if I can get the link for Tam. Are you grabbing that link or should I grab it? Okay, there we go. Thank you, Tam. Y'all are awesome. It's so great. Like, y'all, bow your heads. If you're driving, don't bow your heads and close your eyes because I don't want you to wreck. Chris, you be safe out there, brother. I saw the snow. I know the weather outside is frightful, but we just have the cold. We don't have any snow. If we got to have snow or have cold, I'd rather have the snow. So you could send it this way. But y'all, let's take a second and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for allowing this wonderful family to come together and, and just be here to discuss these issues that are at hand. And, and thank you, Father, for guiding me on what you wanted me to talk about tonight. and 
And I pray for, for Echoes, for her show tonight, and for Scott on Bards FM, for our brother Conley as he does episode two tonight. And, and for everyone else here, y'all, y'all are, uh, Father, they're a wonderful family that you've brought together through Scott and through others that have just, you knew exactly what you were doing, bringing all of us from so many different backgrounds and so many different walks of life and countries and states all together and, and unite us as one so we can help each other, we can guide each other and, and offer counseling to one another when one is is down we can lift the, that one up and and that's what we continue to try to do father i pray also for our children those that are being manipulated by the media those that are that are missing that love in their home and with their family i pray father that that you show them that they are loved that regardless you love them and many of us love them. I I would say all of us love them, even though we don't know them. They're your children, just like we are, Father Ed. So we know that they are loved. So just let them see where they're loved. Father, I pray for the family of Kyler as his funeral is tomorrow, that you just lift them up. For our sister Nancy, as she's been having a very difficult time with this chemotherapy. For our brother Jeff, who looks like he may be getting a sinus infection, I pray, Father, that that you keep this sickness away. Please continue to heal MSM liars and and just continue to bless our family here and around the world that have needs that need to be met, that you just bless them and meet those needs and continue to guide them with ears to hear you, Lord, and, and eyes to see you. Let us have that discernment that we need and the wisdom that we need, as well as to keep our armor on, to keep that armor polished and, and to be able to fight off any kind of evil that tries to come our way, Father. We we know that that evil is not going to be able to touch us because you were with us and for us. So therefore, nothing can stop us and be against us. Father, I thank you for all these wonderful gifts that you've given us and continue to, to deliver and work through us, Father. I ask that you continue to work through each person here to help glorify your name and the name of Jesus Christ, who did not have to come in the flesh and be the perfect man, the perfect blameless man and die on that cross for us. But thankfully he did and he was resurrected. And so we are able to be free from sin or the sins that we have. We're not bound by those. If we repent and and we truly in our hearts seek him and know that he is our one savior, then Father, we are we are able to be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven for our eternal life because we're not of this world. We're just in this world for whatever time that you allow us. Thank you for allowing us to wake up today, for giving us the air in our lungs, the roof over our heads, and the food that goes in our stomachs, Lord. It's in Jesus Christ's mighty holy name I pray. Amen. Let me get us some music going. Thank you all, guys. I appreciate y'all being here. I'll get this episode uploaded in just a minute. When the song's over, I'm going to go ahead and end it. I won't do a kneel down. So that way I can get it uploaded. And um, over on Echoes before it starts. Have a very, very blessed night. And I will see y'all.
y'all pod hoppers on echoes or arts or over on conley's channel or somewhere about <laughs>